Welcome to the All In Remote Podcast, where we believe that companies can unlock their potential, build healthy resilience, and succeed in an increasingly volatile world. We'll explore the new challenges of leadership, best practices for developing culture and trust, and the innovative tools that help make it possible. Here's your host, Kendra Kinnison. As we explore our own journey of remote work, we realize there's another key leader that was actually nearly a decade ahead of us. For today's episode, we're chatting with Allocation CFO, Nick Bird. He founded Lumen Advisory and Finance as a fully remote professional services firm way back in 2012. As a fellow CPA and one that thought I was kind of doing well with technology, I have to say that you've shown me that there were folks like you way ahead of the game. So welcome, Nick. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Oh, thanks, Kendra. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. So this is going to be fun. I love podcast interviews are kind of the only way you get to ask people you know all those nosy questions that wouldn't feel appropriate in normal conversation. So I have to ask, really, the CPA angle. In 2012, I was not thinking about how to do this remotely. What gave you the idea to go out on your own and start Lumen and how to set it up in that way? Yeah, good question. It was more of an evolution. I've always been very tech-minded. Even in college, I really wanted to do IT and engineering to start, but realized my strengths lied more on the accounting side, but I still had the interest. And I had worked at college as an IT administrator. I built my own computers and liked staying on the cutting edge. And in 2010, actually, I was working at a bank as an auditor and I'd come off working at PwC and at PwC, it was a very fast pace and we were learning so much. And then I went to the banking area and it was bank auditing and it was very slow paced and it was like a nine to five hours. And so being young and I think a little ambitious, I was like, you know, I'm kind of getting bored. I'm not learning as much as I need to. So I started looking around for some side work to do. And the only way I could do that was remote. I couldn't uh, have an office and, and go somewhere else because it was just a side gig. So I started looking around for software that I could do accounting and tax work remotely. And there wasn't any. I couldn't find any. And so actually at the time, I talked to my brother, Nate, who's older than me, and he was a developer. And I was like, hey, let's go in and let's build a cloud software and start doing some bookkeeping. And the environment at the time in accounting was everyone had ancient servers that they were keeping in the closet of their office and no one was using any type of cloud software. And so we were like, we're going to do this. And then I found a software called Xero. It was brand new, it was maybe two years old at the time out of New Zealand and Australia. And they were kind of the impetus. They were the first true cloud accounting software I'd encountered. And it really helped. I started using them in the US and it really helped to allow me to work remotely for the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. So you actually started while you were still working at the bank, just picking up additional clients and having your own firm sort of on the side. On the side, yeah. Okay. Now, how long did you do both before you went all in on Lumen? Yeah, good question. So I'm very conservative. I'm not a big risk taker. I'm learning that some measured risk is good with working with Kingsley and you, Kendra, getting better at that, improving. But, you know, I'm very conservative. So I really didn't decide to go full time into that until 2010. I had like two clients. 2011, I think we went up to about 12 clients. And then in 2012, I had 28 recurring clients that we were doing. And at the time, some people may company 
will know James Welchel. That's actually, I met him around 2011 and he started helping me out um, servicing some of these clients. By the time the amount of money I was making at the job was exceeding the amount I was making at the bank, I was like, okay, I think this is actually a legit business that I can go out on. And so that's when I decided to take the plunge. Oh, wow. So you had actually hired James or kind of right about the same time you hire your first team member, you're making the leap yourself. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. And for everybody, that is how CPAs start companies, right? We are extremely risk averse in general, in general. We're working on it. And Kingsley's a great mentor to us in that whole taking appropriate risk category. Okay, very cool. That's exciting. So you have zero, so you can actually do the accounting. And I remember QuickBooks Online kind of tried to do it, but it was a mess and the functionality was so limited. I don't think I discovered zero till a few years later, but you're right. That was the big unlock for kind of the core competency. But what about all of the other components of managing a practice? Do you remember some of the elements that you put in place then? Yeah, definitely. I actually remember going to a bigger CPA firm in Provo. They probably had a few hundred employees. And I went and talked with a few of their people there and were introducing them to these apps. And I think at the time we used Zen Payroll, which is now Gusto. They rebranded, I think, in 2014 or 15. But at the time it was Zen Payroll. We used Bill.com. We used Zero, And that was kind of our stack. And then we, I had a payments platform as well, practice ignition that I was using to automate the proposals that were coming through. And so I remember actually going in there and presenting to them and had a slide and was talking to their team, hey, this is the future. Here's how it's going to be. I think they were surprised and shocked that what I was doing was even working. It really wasn't something that a lot of CPAs were ready for at the time. And Zero was experiencing the same type of issues with the CPA industry kind of getting on board with this new software that allowed them to have more freedom in how they were working. They could, they could determine that more, but most CPAs are used to this work-life routine. (laughs) A fairly rigid bunch, right? If you have to say. Okay. And I love that you shared kind of the evolution of each of the tools. Kingsley really codified this for us in, you know, the value of iteration. But when you look back, you can see that thread running through so many different things. You mentioned the gusto And the practice ignition, now that still exists, right? We actually still use that, correct? Yeah, we actually use that at Allocations now as our billing system. They're a company that, similar to Xero, I think it was actually some people from Xero or Xero Partners that went and created practice ignition for Xero clients. And so it was really evolved out of Xero. And those two have both done really well, I think, keeping up on the tech side and catering to technology-minded businesses. Oh, I didn't know that connection, but that makes a ton of sense. So if you want to build functionality, sort of a brother-sister kind of relationship there. All right. So how big in terms of team members did you get Lumen, obviously before Allocations acquired you this year, but how big people-wise was Lumen before that? Oh, good question. Yeah. So James Welchel, for some reason, stayed on the entire time from 2011. He was also working in other positions and the time I started working with them, he was in school. So we had James and then in 2017 hired my brother Mitchell. And one of the reasons for not hiring outside was we had a lot of really private information. We were managing bank accounts and stuff, doing payments. And so being very conservative and worried about that, I was like, okay, let's keep this within people I know really well. So James, I had known before Mitchell, we had Jared Harris in 2020 before the acquisition as well. And then Leanne was also on board with us at the time we merged. 
Wow. So you guys were doing a mountain of work. You really had leveraged technology to really amplify and streamline what one typical accountant could do. I mean, the amount of production that a person could do. Yeah, that's a really good point. So one thing I realized, I was looking back at our clients at the time in 2014, we had 56 paying clients on a recurring basis. We're servicing that many. And I think at that time it was just me and James. <laughs> so that was a lot of clients to be servicing with the tech. We were using the technology and we were using integrations to do a lot of the manual work that was needed. And then at that point, I really started focusing on higher value services. I wanted to move up the chain. Instead of doing a bunch of bookkeeping, I started focusing a lot more on higher value services like cash flow forecasting. And then we started using other apps like Fathom. Nice. Okay. So I think I know part of this story, but again, one of these questions that's so fun to get to ask here, how did you connect with Kingsley? Oh yeah. So in, I think I got an email in 2018. That's the first email I got. And he was a referral from one of our awesome startup clients called Comma AI in California. They were in the crypto. And I think Kingsley knew them through that network, probably Chain Fund Capital is my guess. But he reached out then and he was wanting to come over to the US. He was needing an accountant. And at the time, I don't think he came over in 2018. So he reached back out in 2019 and said, hey, I need someone to help me manage my personal books and my funds. And I was like, great, let's do it. And we started working, I think it was April, 2019 and had kind of our first few meetings. I also met with, I think, uh, Luis very soon after that first call and started working with him as well. And Jessica. Yeah, we all became a team pretty quick there in, in 2019 when the idea for allocations came together. It really came together pretty fast. It really did. And when I think about We have kind of a little form that all of our new clients fill out. And at the end of the form, we say, if you were to use an animal to describe what type of company you have, what animal would you choose? I always chose a monkey. You know, I describe ourselves as a monkey. Like we're in the animal kingdom. You you want to be very smart. You're a community minded, but you're also having fun and having a good time. And when I met Kingsley, my thought was, wow, Kingsley is an eagle. He's focused. He has vision and he moves very fast. It was just a joy to work with him at that point. In the years before 2018, I was really with my business working to balance having flexibility in my personal life. And then I'm meeting Kingsley. I was at a time when I was really starting to try and grow Lumen a lot more and put more time into the business. And so I was ready to tackle the challenges with Kingsley. I'm going to guess that within a couple of months, he became your biggest client, hands down. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. Very quickly. (laughs) Right. When vision meets traction, it's fireworks and a lot of momentum gets created quickly. I remember feeling that that same thing. Okay. So we've talked about this. You had a really thriving firm in the CPA sense of the word, even in the entrepreneurial sense of the word, in the lifestyle design sense of the word. You could kind of say you'd made it, right? You'd checked all of those boxes. So why, I don't want to say give it up, but kind of hand it over. Allocations accounting is still an absolutely thriving part of allocations and, and plenty of growth. What caused you to allow it to be acquired and go through that process and really yeah. come in fully, not just a strong strategic partnership? It's a good question. I think the deeper answer is that I'm also an entrepreneur at heart. And I did build Lumen to kind of match the way I was living my life and what my family needed. I needed flexibility to be with my family and my kids and focus on that. But also I'm an entrepreneur and I like achieving and I like learning and I like tackling challenges. Even in 20, I think it was 2018, 
I had kind of stepped back a little bit and put a bunch of work on Mitchell to try and do a little side gig on a personal finance app that I was working on. And so I still had that kind of idea that I wanted to keep learning and tackling new goals. And I feel like with Lumen, it was set, it was successful, it was running like a machine, but I was ready to move to another battlefield. And with allocations, even with some other clients before that, we worked with some great clients and I looked for different opportunities. Hey, this company is growing pretty quick. If there's an opportunity to tackle a new challenge that would be very interesting, I, I might take it. And going with allocations, it seemed like as we kept working together, I was like, wow, this is really just a good match. And that was what just kept, I guess, pushing me in that direction along the way that the culture and the match and the goals, you know, and the mindfulness really coming into play, I think, too, that we have as a value at allocations matched with the culture that I'd already established at Lumen about caring about your family life, caring about your family, caring about living a fulfilling life. Awesome. I can't imagine it any other way at this point. But I guess if I think back at the calendar, you know, we probably started on the deal, maybe in principle, we mapped out all the, the key aspects in perhaps April I think we got it done in June or July, somewhere in that time period. It's funny, even when you you know you want to get married, so to speak, there's still lots, still of, took a while, lots yeah. of lawyering and accounting that still has to take place that we may even have our eye on as a, a future product idea, the more each of us have done these mergers and acquisitions side of things. And pretty quickly was extremely seamless to bring all the team on board and integrate. And of course, you mentioned James came on board first as controller and then Pretty quickly, we claimed him over in our HR or people operations department. We really saw. That was a sad day, but I was, I knew it was the right move, but it was a sad day. <laughs> oh, his gifts. He's not an accountant. He's a people person at his core. Yeah. He's a people person yeah. with accounting skills. So he's right where he needs to be. We'd lose too much of his gifts by not putting him on the, on the people side of things. It really feels, again, very smooth and seamless. And the way the team both serves that existing and growing client base and now our existing and growing allocations client base. How's that been? It's been interesting navigating both sides because the small business side has functioned separately as its own engine for a long while. And I think we've done a great job with merging where it makes sense so far. And then I think down the road is we're able to integrate into our web app because allocations at its core is really a software company. And at Lumen, we were on the cutting edge of using apps, but we didn't have our own developers. And so I really think that we'll be able to really unlock the power of the small business side as we're able to put some resources on the engineering side also into the allocations accounting team. Absolutely. I think you're right about that. The tools get you so far, but you can't get all the way without a really special engineering team. And it just so turns out we have one of those. So very excited about the future. Well, cool. Any tools for anybody thinking about this that's more on the accounting side? Are there any other tools or practices or meeting rhythms, anything else that stands out to you as something that really worked well with that remote team in particular? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think one of the challenges early that I encountered was being able to maintain that client relationship in a remote environment. One of the fundamental shifts, though, of the industry is that doing remote work, you're actually going from a once a year tax relationship to a month by month relationship. And so that right there, I realized early on, that's a big improvement (laughs) that my clients are going to get their books updated remotely. And I can even meet with them about them 
on a monthly basis. And then as the clients are bigger and bigger, those touch points become more and more important. And now here we are, 2021. I think the demand from the entrepreneurs and the small business owner side is very strong and that they really desire that advice. As the tools get better and better, you have automated receipting, they're able to OCR the receipts, they're able to scan them in, they're able to download them into the accounting software, whether it's QuickBooks or Xero. Using Airbase, we use Airbase for our receipts. There's a lot of options out there, Divi, Ramp, a lot of good tools that people can use and accountants can take advantage of. But as all that software kind of moves upstream and increases the value they're offering to accountants, accountants and CPAs, I think, are really going to be leaned on for the advice that they have. And the business owners are going to be looking to them to answer questions about how to grow, what trends are they seeing in their financials and their sales. They're going to be looking for that advice. So just checking the box of compliance isn't enough because really everybody knows the tools are doing that for us. It's that extra layer of being intimate enough with the client to know where to engage, where to make those strategic recommendations. Exactly. Yeah. And on the tax side, one thing we focus on on the tax side, we even have a monthly package where we're taking care of not just the annual tax return. We're doing, we receive the mail from the IRS or any tax agencies and try and make that into a service that they can depend on monthly. If they have a question, they don't have to pay an hourly fee to send us an email and have us answer a question for them. Such a great point. Well, Nick, thanks so much for sharing this journey with us. It's been a lot of fun. I knew snippets of each of those, but it was so much fun to get to do a deep dive. Thanks so much for sharing. And if you're up for it, we've got a live audience that may have some questions for you. Great. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Audience, feel free to use the Q&A section. If you've got a hot question you'd love to get Nick's opinion on or a fun fact from the past that you'd love to know more about. Maybe while those are coming in, I was going to say at the time of going back to the merging and the acquisition, one thing that stuck out to me is that we've been working together since 2019 and kind of worked together all through that time and really built a lot of trust. And so as we were navigating the acquisition, it was really there wasn't on my side, at least, maybe there wasn't on my side very much worry about necessarily what was in the agreement, which is very rare. <laughs> I think when you're doing a legal document between two companies, the level of trust that we had was extremely high and made it so that we could just continue working together. And we knew it was already a match in culture. It was a match in goals. And it was just a matter of getting the paperwork signed. So that was pretty unique from my perspective. And I think it was one of the only ways I would be acquired in that way and merge and keep going is the amount of trust. Because when you have two companies coming together, especially on the small business side, I've seen many deals that went really poorly because of various reasons. That's such a great point. In my CPA life, so I've been in the corporate leadership side of things for a while, but back when I, I mean, I still keep my CPA license, but it's not necessarily what I do every day. But back when it was... I focused on software implementation. So kind of the opposite of what you were doing when companies were growing and they were going to put those servers in the closet, upgrading that. I was involved in that. And then I did quite a few, six or eight was kind of lead on different mergers or acquisitions. And I can remember two that stand out as really going well. In other words, both parties were really happy with the transaction. Let's call it six months to a year afterwards. It's usually kind of painful right after in getting things to work together. Ours wasn't, but it usually is. But usually six months to a year later is a good evaluation period. And I can remember two 
that stand out as really going well. And they were just like you said, the agreement was simple and straightforward. The key terms were mapped out early on. If the attorneys had any nuance, you got on a call and and worked through it pretty quickly. And then all of the others were kind of the opposite, where till the very end, the different groups of attorneys were debating over commas and I don't want to say cents, but relatively small things. And as it turns out, many of those, I don't think would be viewed so favorably looking back. I think you're wise to note the journey is the outcome, that if you can't have a great journey, you may not have a great outcome. All right. Well, we have a ton of questions. I'm going to bring folks to the stage. So Rachel, we're going to have you up first and David and Ann be on standby for yours. Actually, you know what? Let's bring Rachel, David, and Ann all to the stage. They've all got a a series of questions. So let's bring everybody up and we'll just go around. But I'm going to bring all three of you guys up to the stage so you can turn your cameras on. I see you've got a great question. I love the animal question. Do you want to start off with that one? Yes. Nick, I loved when you described Lumen as a monkey in the jungle and then Kingsley was an eagle. How would you describe the animal now that best represents Lumen now that you're joined forces with allocations? Oh, that's a really good question. It's tough to embody all the types of things that I think we represent because I think we do have a lot of fun. I don't know if eagles are that much fun now. (laughs) Give me some time and I'll come back to that one. It's one of like our interview questions that we ask uh, candidates. So it's meant to be a stumper. All right, David, you've got a great question picking up on a thread from earlier. Yeah. Hey, Nick. So you mentioned that you had begun working on a personal finance app while you were working at Lumen. How did that end up panning out? Good question. So it was a good learning experience. So I actually taught uh, several personal finance classes and was developing kind of this curriculum that I felt like would be great to get into an app and try and spread. I worked on it for probably, it wasn't super long, probably a year kind of on the side of Lumen and was at a point of trying to build some partnerships with the bank I'd used to work at and then some other kind of tech forward-leaning banks. And what I ran into is that they were unable to, and I, I believe it's they're actually still unable to do this now in the industry. They're unable to create personal virtual cards for clients. And that was kind of an integration with the bank that I really needed to have to make the app work. So unfortunately, I had to just stop on it, but I still have it in the back of my mind as something I I want to put some time into later on in life. You got to wait for technology and banks to catch up, it sounds like. Banking infrastructure is not one that moves very quickly, so. Good stuff. And I love your question too. Hey, Kendra. Hey, Nick. Great interview so far. Nick, what is the best part of transitioning from being your own boss to being part of a larger team? And what is the most challenging? Oh, good question. Yeah. I think the best part has just been the community aspect. Lumen was a fairly small team. You know, we were a team of five to six. And moving in with allocations and working, I mean, even before the acquisition, we were really part of the team already, I think, as far as culture goes and the amount of time. But the community at Allocations has just been fantastic. And being able to work with Kendra, who is Kendra and Kingsley, both really pushed defining the values and the community we want to create up front, and then putting a lot of time and effort into making sure the programs that we're putting forth are really in line with those values. That's definitely been the best part for me, being able to participate in the community, 
take advantage of the wonderful people that we're working with. The most challenging has been the intensity. So for me, I built the lifestyle business where I was like, great, I'm set. I know I'm taken care of. I just keep working and the business is humming and I'll be fine. And then the most challenging is just the intensity that we move at. We move very fast. And maybe to answer Rachel's question, I think we're a cheetah. <laughs> we're moving very quickly. We're a cheetah that's sprinting, but at the same time, we'll, we take rests and we recover and, and keep moving. But that's definitely most challenging, but it's also a part I love about the business. Such a good point. So Nick and I joke, and I think we're really close in age. And for we both have little hints of gray hair yeah. that we hide really well. I think for a while we joked about being quite a bit older than many of our first team members and finding that sprint gear at this age is a little different than finding that sprint gear, you know, in decades prior, but I'm proud of both of us. You're doing triathlons. I'm doing everything I can. I I think we're both keeping pace with the young folks pretty well. Yeah. I think in the beginning it was me, you and Olia, everyone else was kind of sub 30 (laughs) and then we were like 40, you know? So (laughs) it was, there was a gap there and, and we had to kind of explain a few differences between the generations at different times. Yeah. 80s movies references were not. Can't you know it? Good point. Okay, Rachel, I love your next one. Agree that Nick's qualifies as one of the most epic home offices. Nick, I definitely admire your epic home office setup. My question is, what would you say are your must-haves for a remote workspace? Oh, really good question. So I think For me, I knew I was going to be doing a lot of meetings. I knew I was going to be talking a lot. I think the important thing is to have your space match what you care about. From a tools perspective, I would say a good camera, a good microphone, at least dual screens. If you're anyone who works in spreadsheets or needs to kind of compare data, need to at least have two screens. And then you must have a great map behind you. because maps are beautiful. I think for me, it's really important to have your office space just match your values. So I would say that's the core of it. And then on the tool side, a lot of the equipment to make sure you can get your job done efficiently, invest in that for sure. Great stuff. I think you're right about the maps. There are several folks, maps and libraries right up there with amazing spaces and amazing backgrounds. All right, Rachel, one last question to close us out. My last question is, what was the aha moment that you had that really made you want to join forces with allocations? That's a good question. I can actually remember it. It was in October of 2020. And Kendra, like I'd had thoughts in my mind a lot about there's a lot of synergies going on between allocations and Lumen. And I was wondering if I was kind of the only one thinking about it. And Kendra had a call with me and she was just kind of, I think on her side, she was also feeling it out, what the opportunity was. And we had a chat and we're kind of walking through timelines a little bit. And after I came away from that call, I was, in my mind, I was like, I feel really, really excited about this. And I hadn't felt that way about any client that I'd worked with talking to me about coming on. And that was a moment for me where I was like, I think I really want to keep investing and see where this goes and definitely haven't regretted that. I remember that too. That's a great story, Nick. We've had a few different Pivotal moments. I mean, in a relatively yeah. short period of time, but still a few yeah. key moments in that space. Well, thanks so much for taking the leap. I appreciate it 
personally. I love it professionally. I can't imagine allocations without you and really without the rest of the Lumen team. The, the threads run deep and wide at this point. So lots of, like you said, lots of incredible synergy. And I think certainly a case where one plus one adds up to far more than two in the long run. So thank you for taking the the leap with us together and for taking the time today to share the backstory. It's been a lot of fun. And to our team members here joining us live in the audience, thank you so much. And to the folks, Ann and David and Rachel, with great questions, we appreciate you too. Thank you all so much. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks, Kendra. 